Welcome to the Guest X Podcast, where my co-host Brian Hamawi and I uncover the latest technologies and human-driven initiatives that are raising customer expectations and forever changing how we define customer experience across a host of industries. If you are passionate about creating incredible content and unique experiences, join us as we talk to leading product and experience experts across the globe and learn about how today's most successful brands are setting themselves apart from the competition. Good morning. Welcome to the Guest X Podcast. I am one of the co-hosts, Matthew Loney, here with my co-host, Brian Hamawi. Brian, my friend, how are you doing this morning? Good morning. I'm, I'm doing really well. Yeah. yeah. You, you Two were... podcasts this week. Yeah. So we're on a roll again. We are on a roll. We've got to, uh, we're going to be gone for a little while, so we've got to build a little bit of a, uh, of a lineup here. But yeah, it's been fun. So where are we going? Where we're going to London. We're going to London. What are we doing in London? We're going to go to the Short Stay Summit where I'm going to, I was sitting on a panel on guest experience and then only to have that panel moderated by Brian Hamali. Get out of here. <laughs> I cannot get away from you. Like, no, I, <laughs> I try. I try my hardest, Matt. I, uh, you know, I got a message and they said we need a really good moderator out there. We've got Matt that, on the panel. Is that right? That's yeah. how it went? That's exactly how That's it exactly. went. So I said, I'll volunteer. I'll keep it in check. Uh, okay. But to that point, I think we are, it will be a great opportunity. I think we're going to do some interviews over there uh, in a couple of weeks. So that'll be exciting. Yeah, we do. We have some great interviews happening. Uh, we've got a good lineup of people. I think there's some really fun conversations to have out there. And I think the panel that we're doing is all based around guest experience. So It'll be a fun show. It's yeah. going to be a smaller show, but it'll be pretty intimate. We'll have some good chats with some good people in the industry. Yeah, no, I'm looking forward to it. You know, uh, today, love for to have you introduce our um, our guest today. But I'm I'm excited because it is you know obviously with Explory, the tours and attraction space is somewhere that's really close to to my heart and you what we believe is a big piece, especially in these leisure markets, of the overall guest experience, and then. Within that space, really, the leaders, I think within, you know, when you think about lodging, the hotels really are the more mature industry within lodging and they're leading, they've always led the way in technology and and kind of innovating around guest experience. And I think so the, the equivalent of that within the tours and attraction space are what I would call the larger parks and I think today's guest is really familiar with a lot of the innovation that's been happening around guest experience in, in those larger parks. So uh, I'll kick it to you. Give, give our uh, our listeners an introduction. That'd be great. Today, I am really excited because I think this gentleman has more experience in guest experience than you and I both combined. He has worked with some of the top uh, attractions in the world, including Disney Universal Studios, his focus has been main, mainly in uh, hospitality standards, complaint resolution, and guest loyalty. His name is Josh Liebman. Uh, he is the host of Attraction Pros podcast and founder of Backlooper. In early 2021, Josh was appointed guest experience evangelist by Roller Software, which includes hosting the guest experience show. Josh, welcome to the show. Brian, Matthew, really excited to be here. Uh, thanks for having me on the show. Yeah. It's pretty cool. I think, you know, I think you're probably one of the first guests that we've had that really does focus on guest experience. Um, your specialty is guest experience. And, and Matt and I 
you know, we joke all the time that we're Mr. Guest Experience coming out of the vacation rental space, but having somebody come out of with such depth in some of the largest companies and being able to speak so intelligently and, you know, uh, focus on so many different sectors within guest experience, I think today's conversation is going to be really interesting. Before we get started, I'd love you to give just a little bit of background on yourself for our listeners that have never heard you. Tell us about your podcast. Tell us about what you've done in the past and, and we'll go from there. Sure, absolutely. Uh, so I've been in the hospitality, tourism, and attraction space for close to 17 years. So since uh, 2005. And uh, during that time, uh, like you mentioned in the intro, I've, uh, I've worked for Disney, I've worked for Universal, fortunate to uh, have those experiences early on in my career, uh, a number of other uh, theme park chains as well. So uh, I have experience with Cedar Fair and Merlin Entertainment. Uh, I've opened a number of parks as well. And uh, for the last several years, uh, I've been consulting uh, for the industry for theme and amusement parks, as well as other areas of the attractions industry. So zoos, museums, aquariums. Uh, shortly after I finished grad school, this was uh, this was closer to a decade ago, I, I initially began consulting with luxury hotels and resorts. So I was doing quality assurance audits for Brands that uh, that you guys are both very familiar with: Ritz Carlton, Four Seasons, Waldorf Astoria, Mandarin Oriental, uh, a lot of the uh, a lot of the the top uh, uh, hotel and lodging brands. Uh, and then was able to bring a lot of the guest experience type of consulting over uh, to the attraction side as well. Most recently, uh, I was appointed guest experience evangelist by Roller Software, uh, which is definitely one of the more unique job titles that, <laughs> that I've ever had. Uh, and, and a big portion of that is hosting the guest experience show and talking a lot about uh, why guest experience should be uh, just one of, if not the biggest uh, factor and area of focus for business success, particularly in this industry. So Roller is a software platform that focuses on point of sale and booking and uh, really focusing on using technology to remove friction from the experience that leads to more convenience, more loyalty, and overall, uh, just more, more growth of the business in and of itself. Uh, it's it's a fascinating background, I think, because one, we Brian and I talk a lot about the benefits of learning across industries, right? Of of guest experience and what's worked and and what hasn't in 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 other industries, and trying to bring that in and improve the guest experience within whatever segment you may be in. But I think now with your experience, Josh, in technology, because ultimately. I think that's the technology we're seeing today is really driving towards improving that guest experience across both hospitality. You see it in your theme parks. One of the questions I think would be really helpful to hear you kind of give your thoughts on is, you know, what role technology ultimately will play in that guest experience? Because I think some people incorrectly, in my view, incorrectly assume that the technology is going to eliminate the human piece of, of guest experience, but would love to hear your take on what role that plays and where we're, where we're at in that, in the growth of, of technology, being able to facilitate a better guest experience. Sure, absolutely. So technology really should amplify the human experience. It should be able to 
uh, help the employee better serve the guest. So there's a, a couple of things that come to mind with that. Uh, for one of them, just about buying tickets. I, I, much of you know, the majority of ticket sales these days are, are being done online, but many guests are still coming to the venue, purchasing tickets on site as well. And the traditional model of that is you arrive, you stand in line to buy tickets. You have a face-to-face one-on-one interaction with the employee, the cashier. After the transaction, you then enter the venue and in the larger theme parks, now you have to wait in line at the turnstile. So it's kind of two lines before you even just get into the park. What some venues, many venues are doing now, whether it is the larger theme parks or even smaller family entertainment centers or trampoline parks or kind of the, I I would say the more local focus areas of the attractions industry, they are supplementing that face-to-face cashier interaction with self-service kiosks. So one could argue, well, this will eliminate the employee altogether. But what I think it really allows it to do is to maximize the potential of that employee. So instead of having that one-to-one ratio with the employee and the cash register and the guest waiting in line to do it, if you've got a bank of kiosks, now maybe you can look at it as as a wider ratio, one to three, one to four or so. So you can have fewer staff members, which we all know is, you know, there's a lot of staffing challenges going on in the industry these days. So that can be, you know, an, an area that that supports that. And now the staff is less focused on the mechanics, on the functional nature of the transaction, and they can actually assist the guest even better. So they can be there to answer questions. They can be there to suggestively sell and recommend higher packages, which can lead to a you know a, a higher transaction. But the transaction itself can be done by the guest. So we don't need a, a cashier to facilitate you know a, a, a transaction, but they should be there to be able to to help support the guest. So that's. That's definitely one of uh, one of the main areas that technology can help remove some of the friction from that purchase point. That instead of eliminating the human element altogether, really amplifies it. Plus, not to mention the data that you're able to gather just from say from a transaction of of all the information about that guest uh, allows the staff to create a more personalized experience that maybe they otherwise wouldn't be able to do. So, if people are coming, you know, traditionally and you know, paying cash for tickets, you know, you don't have any information about that purchase. But if they're buying it online, well, now you've got some other forms. You've got you've got their name, you have their maybe their birthday, you know, and and all this other type of information that now the staff can use to actually create a more intimate experience. Even if they hadn't interacted with them in the past, even if they don't know that guest, they can come in and they they can say. Matthew, welcome to our venue. We're glad you're here. And just by using your name, uh, you're able to elevate that experience a little bit. So the technology really should be able to support the staff rather than eliminate the human interaction altogether. Because we're in a, a human-to-human business in the industry here. So uh, that, that human element still needs to play a strong factor. You know, it's really interesting because even talking about technology, Matt, we talk about this all the time. And I think we've, we've answered this is that guest experience is partial technology, partial human, a lot more human than technology in my mind, because it, that's, that, that's, it's the emotive side, right? You're, you're going into a park and you want the emotions. You want the guy at Disney painting Mickey Mouse on the floor with the mop and, and, and some water. And, and that really does create the guest experience in my mind. That's why people return to the parks. I think I want to take a quick step back. Guest experience. We try to define guest experience, and we've heard from many different people what guest experience means. But coming from a guest experience guy and somebody that's really studied guest experience, what is guest experience? 
<laughs> I, I mean, I think it means a lot of things. <laughs> I, there's definitely, I, I think a lot of components of guest experience. I also think that the term has been used a lot just in the last several years. It's absolutely accelerated in, in just how often people are using it. And I think, you know, really to, to kind of sum it up, it, it is the, the way that people are interacting with your business. And there's so many components of it. I, a lot of things that, you know, I've, I've focused on for the last several years are, is the hospitality component. So that's the operational. That is the, that is, I would say the guest service element of guest experience. And then of course, there's the technology element of it as well to say, well, uh, you know, how is technology improving the guest experience? And I think that kind of everything we just talked about sort of sort of feeds into that and probably some other things we'll, we'll, we might talk about more in, in the conversation. Uh, it could be even about just the, the development, the products, the experiences themselves. I've talked with ride manufacturers that say we focus relentlessly on the guest experience. And, uh, and being able to balance that with saying, okay, well, how does that fit in with all the other areas, you know, of, of guest experience? So I uh, really pulling back on it, it is about how people are uh, setting the expectations for when they visit your venue, your, your hotel, your attraction, your experience, your theme park, whatever that is. It is the way those expectations are met and exceeded. It's what happens when the expectation isn't exceeded and kind of any contingency or recovery effort there. That's always been a, a big passion of mine. And then the ways in which that guest is led toward becoming a repeat visitor and becoming a loyal advocate and everything that goes into that. It's part hospitality. It's part technology. It's part the, the development and the, the engineering, the architecture side of it. Uh, so there's so many components that go into it, but ultimately the, the way that the guest travels through their journey of their business of your business is the guest experience. That's a, it's a really interesting answer. Yeah. I think um, one of, one of the most complicated uh, parts of this business, especially on the human side is educating the people that you're hiring and maintaining them up to the standard of the attractions, you know, technology, you implement technology, there's a team that's dedicated to it, but consistently getting the people within your organization, especially the people that are on the ground to talk correctly about the brand. I think one of the things that's, you know, and, and things that are happening within the organization and delivering that in a true guest experience fashion is fascinating. As you start to work, or as you've worked with some of these major corporations, how important is the education to their staff members and how do they keep up with all of this stuff? Technology, you know, we can update technology fairly quick. When you talk about companies like Disney that have 10,000 team members, keeping them up to speed on all of the things that are happening, that must be absolutely challenging to keep them up to standard. Yeah, absolutely. Getting the question there of, of how important is that education for the staff? Extremely. I, you know, it, it's, so often we see kind of the easier, more efficient route, which is you begin a job, you get some information on the company, and then you get OJT, you get on the job training, and, and now you're working. It's not to say that it's like that everywhere, and there's a lot of places that are doing much more than that. Uh, but the way I see it is that your guest experience standard, your philosophy, 
And the way in which to deliver that guest experience needs to be part of the initial onboarding and orientation. So rather than just saying, here's, you know, here's the company information, here's where you clock in, here's where you park, kind of all of that, putting that right in front of them from the beginning to say, your job is to exceed ex expectations. Uh, so meeting expectations is extremely important. I talk about that a lot as well as far as uh, uh, best ways to ensure that you are meeting what it is that the guest expects, but making sure that the staff member knows when they are hired, that their job is truly to go above and beyond. When you weave that into the training and into the SOP, then it comes out much more naturally because it's not an afterthought. It's not, well, we're going we're gonna to teach you everything you need to know, and then we're going to teach you guest service. Right, that you know that guest service and particularly exceeding expectations uh, should be a part of initial onboarding and training. Yeah, when when you look at what you guys are doing at Roller, and you mentioned some of the challenges, you know, I, I think when we talk to a lot of guests right now, one of the challenges we hear quite often is that some really good technology has been built, but we're not yet to the point where that technology is doing a good job of talking to each other, you know, it, you know, the, where we've got the pipes built, I guess, where the data that's being aggregated through one that could then be leveraged within another, you've got multiple systems in a tech stack. I got to believe at these parks that that problem, that that problem is probably even just more amplified just because of just the sheer number of different technology solutions that they've got to have. I mean, is that one of the challenges you see as we as we rely more and more on technology to help us elevate that guest experience is getting getting it all talking uh, across systems? For sure. Yeah, and I can think of several examples, but I'll I'll give you one that I think is is pretty important. One of the things that, you know, has, has been a big area of focus is if you look at point of sale and you look at at uh, booking or or ticket data and then you look at survey data. Those are generally two completely separate functions that historically have rarely, in, in most capacities, particularly in the attractions industry, have rarely talked to each other. Because it, you know, if you're using SurveyMonkey or if you're using kind of a, a survey tool uh, and you're sending that out to your guests or you're pushing that towards, you know, towards your guests, you're missing a lot of the picture of kind of the, what the inputs were that is found in the booking data. So for example, I, if you're getting all these survey results and saying, uh, well, we need to do something about our service scores or our cleanliness scores or, uh, or whatever that is, or value for money, being able to actually dive deeper and saying, well, where are the majority of our service scores dropping? You tie in the booking data and you say, well, you know, they were here on a, on a Saturday afternoon, whereas now we can separate it out and say, actually, our, our weekday scores are much higher. Uh, and we know that because of the people who are booking and coming in on weekdays. Uh, we know that this was a family. We know that this was a couple. We know that this was a, you know, a, a group of retirees, right? You know, so being able to actually know a lot more about the guest that went into the feedback they're providing actually gives you a lot more action to say, okay, we know where to pinpoint our interactions. So is our service bad across the board? Well, no, it's, a, you know, it's an 83%. Well, so, well, what does that mean? Okay, well, let's actually say, okay, on Saturdays and Sundays, it's you know, 65% and, and then it's, you know, it's much higher on the weekdays. 
So let's focus our efforts on, on the staff who only works on the weekends, you know, so maybe you, maybe you're, you're able to find a lot more intelligence in there that says, okay, we need to, we need to coach and we need to train these specific individuals because this is where, uh, this is where the data is showing we need improvement because these two systems are talking to each other. If they're not talking to each other, then now you're, you're kind of trying to, trying to solve a problem that might even be bigger than what you have and, and saying, you know, we need to do this across the board versus, honing in and saying, this is the specific area that needs adjustment and improvement. Brian, we talk a lot about this. You know, as mentioned earlier, a lot, a big piece of having a great guest experience is, is not only setting the expectation, but you've got to understand what the expectation is. It, it may be that you've set the, the expectation incorrectly, or it may be that there's something driving the expectation that you don't know of. So you can't meet it. And that that changes by demographic. I, I think families being a great example, you know, a family goes to Disney, their expectations are going to be different than if it's a young couple who just got married going to Disney. And to some extent, I think you've got to figure out who you're really targeting. And it's not that the other's guest expectations aren't important and valid, but sometimes you may only be able to address, you know, one group at a time. And so you've got to understand like, who are we really targeting? What's their guest expectation? And at least start there so that if you are missing, maybe you're missing a little more on the periphery of who you're really targeting in order to be successful. Yeah, I agree with you. I I think it's challenging. I, you know, our industry specifically, like I look at the Orlando, well, I look at the lodging industry and I think every sector we actually have it pretty simple. You know, I know I'm targeting families uh, and, and that's my target audience. I think companies like Disney or Universal or they're attracting so many different people, so many different personas that trying to understand each and every single one of those and try to execute on every single one of those is really difficult. We, we think typically about families going to Disney. But honestly, that's not true. They've got you know professionals going there. They've got families. They've got uh, couples, like you said, that are fanatics about. And, and there's different levels, right? There's some people that are just newbies to going into Disney, where you have other fans. And my uncle used to be one of those guys. He'd show up at my house. He'd have Mickey ears and the whole getup to go with his pins and stuff. And these guys know everything inside and out of of, of Disney. So you've got to be able to cater a wide range of people. Uh, and, and execute that really, really well. Otherwise, you end up with my next topic, which is reviews. Mm. And I think reviews has, over the last few years, has been something that's been really interesting, uh, mostly because it's it's evolved our industries. I, I don't necessarily know that has been a positive thing. I, I think that it's affected businesses in... A couple different ways. I think it's forced us to do things hopefully a little bit better. It's also scared businesses into doing things that they don't necessarily feel aligns with their business just to be able to please people or, you know, shift things and put things under a rug so other people don't see it or not respond to reviews because they're not sure if they do respond that it's going to be the right response. And then it has a negative effect on, on the actual business. But it's also giving guests and enormous leverage over business. I, I mean, I have heard of stories where people basically are conning themselves into stays, not to pay for something or to have a different type of experience. Uh, otherwise, they're going to throw out 
bad reviews on, on the web. Um, and I've seen several instances of it. And so I'd love to get your take on reviews and handling reviews. How, how are some of these companies handling that? Because, you know, where I'm a company that has 20, 30 homes and managing a few hundred reviews a month, these companies are getting thousands and thousands of reviews. How do you manage that? Yeah. I, and, and that's a big question and, and a huge topic and has been for the last several years and has only grown in importance. Uh, there was a stat I saw not too long ago that said uh, more than 90% of prospective consumers across you know, a wide range of industries uh, are heavily influenced by online reviews. Uh, and for many years, I've tried to convince myself that I was part of the 10% that was not. And then a few months ago, I bought a paper towel holder that was ranked the number one paper towel holder in the world, like for my kitchen counter. I'm like, <laughs> oh, I guess I'm, I guess I'm part of that 90. Um, and recognizing the importance of that in setting expectations, which is what you, know, you guys were just talking about it a few minutes ago and the way that expectations are being formed. I, so one of the things that I think is, is very important is to try to gain control where you can. Uh, you're right. There is so much leverage that the consumer has. There's so much power that the that the people have over the business to create that that influence and kind of dictating your future success. And looking at where your guests are most satisfied and where they are most dissatisfied. So in a perfect world, every guest who's leaving your venue or leaving your uh, your vacation rental home, you know, has a sign on their head that says promoter or detractor. Right. Try to look at it binary right? You take your promoters and you say, thanks so much. Here's the link to our TripAdvisor page, to our review page, whatever it is. Uh, we would love it if you shared your experience, uh, if, you're, if you shared your experience with others. Uh, you take your detractors, you want to keep them within your realm. It's not bad that you have a detractor if you can resolve their issue. Because then there's something called the recovery paradox, which there's a lot of data on this too, from uh, I think the, the mid to late 90s, even into the early 2000s, that looked at, again, a wide variety of industries, but said that consumers who had a poor experience, who were able to speak up about it and have that poor experience resolved, ended up actually being more satisfied than the guests or the customers who had a positive experience to begin with. So if you get a review online that said, you know what, we had some issues with our stay, but uh, Brian reached out to us and he was so friendly and he was so accommodating and he made sure that we were able to get it resolved. And we really look forward to coming back because we know that even if they don't get it right, then, uh, then they're going to take care of it. That's a glowing review. That is a positive review, 100%, because it, it humanizes the business, going back to that kind of human-to-human -human experience. I, so if you are kind of leveraging your, your survey tools properly and being able to reach out to every single guest who visits you, uh, being able to indicate, are they a promoter? Are they a detractor? You take your promoters, you push them down one path. You take your detractors, you keep them in-house within your realm. And then once that is resolved, then you push them towards those reviews. So is it going to be perfect every single time? Absolutely not. But the more you can take control over that, the better your review page is going to look, which will ultimately influence others to visit. And, and I think one of the risks, uh, I love that. I've never really thought of it that way is, is getting them down different paths. Because you're right. Once you know which one are you, you want to treat them differently and you, your end goal is a little different, at least in the interim. I think one of the risks with reviews 
for these companies is kind of to what you're saying, Brian, which is to lump people who leave bad reviews in with the few that are maybe doing it for a reason that is not above board. They're trying to get something. They're trying to do that. But I think then that minimizes the majority of maybe negative reviews and the opportunity there by just saying, it's just a bunch of people who will never be happy. So I, I think what I would encourage companies to do is just accept that some of them will be that way. And rather than spend your time trying to figure out, are you really giving us good, you know, good feedback, even though it's negative, or are you trying to get something? Just assume the best intent in all of them. When I was in the restaurant industry, one of the concepts we owned was a buffet system. And we would inevitably have operators who would confront people who had ordered water and then gotten Sprite. And I remember saying to them, do you, you know, do you really think that the issues you're having in your business are being driven by the people who are stealing Sprite? Or do you maybe think that the that your need to confront those people is part of the underlying issue of maybe what you've got going on in your business? And uh, that's a tough thing to accept because you do feel like, well, they're going to get one over on us. But man, it just it just um, it puts the focus in the wrong in the wrong place. Yeah, you know, it's just just kind of a thought there on reviews. I mean, it, it's it's difficult though. I understand it. I, I think it's very difficult. I think it's a rabbit hole. Um, we've got some platforms, you know, I, I think things like Google reviews, I get it. Uh, it's hard to control them. We've got things like in our industry, in the short-term rental Airbnb, those review systems can are, are very difficult. They can make or break you as a company, literally. Well, third-party so reviews have even made it harder because yeah. now they set the rules as to when you can respond, how you can respond, which reviews can be taken down. And some of that's for the public, I think, but to make sure that they're honest and, and third party, but some of it can be, make it more difficult to your point, Brian. Um, Josh, you know what I love oh, go to ahead. talk about yep. is your guest experience podcast. Tell us about some of the guests that you've had on there. What have you been up to? Who have you seen? Who you've talked to? Some cool topics that you guys have approached and, and what's coming up in the next year? What can we sure, learn? <laughs> absolutely. Uh, so I had this one guy named Matthew Loney. That was a pretty cool interview. You definitely <laughs> check out. It was a really short interview. interview. Like, okay, that's <laughs> it. No, it was, it was a phenomenal interview. Uh, so at the time of this recording, we are into the, I think, the mid to upper 60s as far as number of episodes. So this was launched in March of 2021. Uh, we put out a new episode every single Wednesday. And I, a lot of a lot of the guests have been leaders within the attraction space. So I've talked to people from theme parks, family entertainment centers, trampoline parks, uh, zoos, museums, aquariums, things like that, uh, as well as I really tried to broaden out to get as wide of a perspective of as possible from whether it's other areas of hospitality or even just other areas of guest or customer experience. So I've had uh, uh, people from airlines on it. I've had a number of people from uh, professional sports teams the owner of uh, the Savannah Bananas. It's a, a baseball team in they, Savannah, Georgia. They kill uh, it. He, have you heard of him? You know oh, he oh my God. In yeah. the Southeast, they're unbelievable. They're like a minor league team, right? That's constantly sold out. And it's the entire thing is just one massive experience. 
Is, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I have famous. a friend who just went to a game like last week and I'm like, cannot believe you did not invite me to this. Like, yeah. I'm so jealous. Like, <laughs> like I want to go to that. And, uh, and as well as a number of customer experience or guest experience or experience design professionals and consultants. So I've had some, some professors on there, uh, some consultants, some uh, advisors, uh, uh, things like that. It, it's really fascinating to talk about uh, just all the areas of guest experience and the friction involved in just creating phenomenal experiences for guests. I think it's great. It's the growth uh, and to your point. I think there's a lot of people, a lot of people have adopted guest experience, but just in podcasts in different industries, the number of people who are talking about it, no matter what, that that is a positive in and of itself because you're, we're getting out ideas. It's a great way to, uh, across industries, like I said, learn from other industries and what they're doing. Um, as we wrap up, Josh, in your in those talks and now in the work you're doing at Roller, what what do you think is the future of guest experience and maybe you know both hospitality but also these major theme parks? I mean, where are we headed? What 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 should our listeners be expecting to see over the next two, three, five years as far as guest experience? Do you think? I think I could try to sum it up in one word. Wow, say frictionless. A, the continued pursuit to, re- and now it's more than one word, but the continued pursuit to remove friction from your business, from the guest experience. What are the friction points that people have just naturally accepted over time that when you remove it, you reset the expectation uh, and it resets the experience. You look at large businesses in a wide variety of other industries you don't necessarily see yourself as competing against. You look at what Amazon has done, what Netflix, Uber, DoorDash, just all of these uh, major companies in the last several years have done to change the way that we interact with those businesses. They have changed the expectation for hospitality, tourism, and attractions. And they have done that by removing friction that creates convenience, which makes it easier to drive loyalty. So the more you can focus on frictionless, uh, then we're going to see a bright future for guest experience. I love it. Uh, you know, Brian, you know, what it reminds me of real quick is, uh, was, is it called journey, journey, journey? No, journey, journey, I don't know if, if you haven't, Josh, if you have not seen this group, um, the founder of orbits, uh, was on the podcast. Journey is what effectively what they're building are pipes that connect everything from Uber to the flights to your hotel. So once you've got, you know, once you're within that ecosystem, everybody who's connected to it. So if my flight's running late, it notifies my Uber driver. It notifies the hotel of when I'll be checking in, right? And it ties all these things really in an effort to eliminate friction. I think a lot of us are still focused on eliminating friction within our vertical. And what they're saying is now we need verticals across the different um, verticals. We need them to talk so that the entire journey from leaving my house to getting there to going to the parks to traveling home is as frictionless as possible. But I, I think they would buy in 100% to exactly your message there. I, I think that's really cool. 
That's awesome. Yeah. That's, I mean, we talk about, you know, the, the data sources talking to each other to yeah. improve the experience. And yeah, that sounds like they've, they've hit that on the head there. Yeah. Well, Josh, thank you. We really appreciate the time today. And um, if, if people want to get in contact with you, what's the best way to do that? Even if it's just to maybe ask some questions, maybe better understand if they're an attraction provider of what you guys are doing at Roller. Um, what's the best way to do that? Sure, absolutely. Uh, to learn more about Roller, you can go to roller.software. And from there, you can actually access the uh, the guest experience show from the Learn tab. It's also available on, you know, on the major podcast platforms. Uh, to get a hold of me, uh, feel free to connect with me on LinkedIn uh, or follow me on Twitter, Joshua underscore Liebman. Right. Well, thank you again. We appreciate the time. I know you're busy and it's, it's been a great chat. That's fantastic. Thanks, Thanks so much for having me on. Yep, absolutely. That's it for this week's episode of Guest X. Be sure to sign up for our email list at guestxpodcast.com. That's guest, the letter X, podcast.com. And follow us on your favorite podcast app so you never miss an episode. We are Mr. Guest Experience, although that title, Brian, might uh, might be taken from you with our guest today. today. Brian Hamali and Matthew <laughs> Loney signing off and reminding you to always create a customer experience worth talking about. This podcast is a Hospitality.fm production.